everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today you'll listen to an interview I did with Mary from the Cosmo Glow Light. I actually went and purchased this light after this interview, and you guys, it is so beautiful in person. It was created for lash artists, so it has a semicircle for the shape and so it basically gives you light exactly where you need it. We talk about all the specs in this episode and how she came up with the idea. They couldn't keep it in stock at first so there was not one, not two, but three batches of pre-sales that they did but they now have it in stock so basically you can go purchase it right now after you listen to this um, at thecosmoglow.com. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's really interesting because she talks about scaling the company and I just thought that was really valuable and um, cool to hear. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is Mary. All right, Mary, welcome to Lash Boss Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming on. I'm really excited to talk about this light because like I'm interested in the light. Like I think it's a great invention um, and long overdue. Like, and and it's it's pretty new, right? So I think you're on the third batch or something. Yes, we um, are pre-selling our third batch. We are releasing our second batch this week, like currently flying out today. And then batch one is already out to their happy little home. Oh my goodness. So new <laughs> what's the feedback you've gotten so far? Um, and feedback has been amazing. We've had so many lash artists say everything from it's the best lash light I've used in the 11 years I've been lashing to this is going to revolutionize the whole lash industry. It's totally worth the investment. It's amazing. Um, they're definitely, it's our, you know, we had our launch, so there's a little frustration with the first launch. We learned a lot moving forward. I think all those issues were corrected. So all the feedback we received, we felt like if we removed the frustration, everyone loved it. And then moving forward, that won't be an issue anymore. It's just, you got to launch, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, everyone loves them. Oh gosh, that's so cool. I, I just love how, um, we'll get into that. I want to start, okay. with, let's, let's start with like, like how you got there. So, uh, you are a lash artist yourself. Um, how long have you been watching? I've been lashing a little over five years. Um, I've had my license since I was 18, so a long, long time. Got into lashes just like everyone else going, oh, let me take a two-day course and see how this goes. And then you get the reality of it is so much more than a two-day course. But if you stick with it, you know, it's very rewarding. And I think taking class after class after class and figuring out, like, I will master this. I will get this down. Became an amazing path to which I moved downtown, down to L.A., and decided, well, I can either work for someone else or open my own spot. So I did. I kind of blindly went into a place, signed on the dotted line, and three weeks later had my first lash cloth. And that has been a whole journey in and of itself. So we are a fully staffed salon, and we do nothing but lashes, brows, and lash lifts, which is great. And I think that just paralleled me into the frustration of finding the perfect lash light. You know, I feel like I bought everything on the market, and I spent so much money and kind of came down to this is crazy how lashes are huge they're not going anywhere it's so big it's only getting bigger how is there not a perfect light for lashing so that's where cosmo glow came in oh my gosh yes i know what you're saying because i i'm a salon owner too and i have two locations and in the beginning we had i don't know they were just like these bulky ugly um almost like 
I found them at a sewing store. So <laughs> they're for like sewers, um, seamstresses. Um, and anyway, so we found those and then we started, we kind of stepped up and we have these other lights now that, but they creak like they, you know, they're kind of bendy and they'll like, every time we put them over the person's eyes, first of all, it's not perfect because the light is so like thin. And so we can really only see, like, we have to really get it right. And it just creaks every time it goes over. I think I have that one too. Yeah. Yeah. That one's not very bright. Yeah. So yeah, there's no adjusting the brightness too. And then, you know, there's other ones on the market that for, many reasons like they're just not perfect for what we need and especially when it comes to pictures if we're taking photos especially when they're laying down it's just like we have issues with that and so I feel like there's even like in every class that I've taken where they teach a section on photography they're talking about like the limitations of the light and what you have to do in order to get the shot that you want with the light you have exactly lighting is everything Yes. And so, and it's interesting. I don't think anyone's tried to do what you've done. Um, I haven't seen it, but I can understand why. <laughs> no, of a process that I thought. How, how long did it take? Um, I ordered, what happened was uh, the frustration, you know, you gotta love men. Men just don't want to hear you complain about your day. And I think I come home to my boyfriend every night going, oh, these lights, like another one broke. And I tried another one and go, I got it in today. It's not gonna work. And he just says, why don't you make your own? Like, cause I don't know how, like, how would that even work? And he's like, what would you want it to look like? I said, you know how like the top of those old school tanning beds, they have the lights and it's a little arc. That would be perfect. If I could have that like arc, lit up that would be the best thing he's like okay so put it on paper then they just a little skit and he works with CAD drawings like a computer um I don't know how it works it, it gets put into a computer so it's easily read files so he put it in there and said something like this I'm like oh my god yes that's it so I ordered my first prototype to see what's the reality of this even happening can I can we do it so my prototype came and from like the first plug-in we were in love oh my god this is amazing and it's your first prototype. So we realized it's, my first one didn't move at all. It was just an arc. And um, it, we have three different beds in our in our salon and everyone's a different size. It's like Goldilocks, one super tall, one's little, one's in the middle. So we had no way to adjust it. So we ordered a second prototype that was adjustable, which was much better because then we could use it in any room. And it was great. But we realized it still doesn't, we needed the top to move. If the top could move and you could place it anywhere in your bed while doing lashes, you would alleviate all shadows. And sometimes if you're doing brows, you want to focus on one side before the other. There's just time you need certain lights. So we added the moving uh, factor to it, which was amazing. And that became another prototype. Then I decided to file a patent, which is a long process as well. And you can't release any information or pictures about your product before your patent is filed. So I had this little secret for at least a year going, oh my God, this is going to be so big. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so big. And you can't tell anyone about it. You can't tell anyone what it's going to do, how it looks. I can't release any pictures. So every time somebody would do little Instagram stories in our salon, I'd be like, don't get the light. <laughs> um, but fast forward to my patent got filed. And then we placed our first order and COVID hit. And that was another setback where it's like, oh, the factory had to shut down as most of California for two months during quarantine. And it was an instant two months delay. There's nothing we can do about it. There's absolutely, I can't make it go any faster. 
Um, so just waiting out COVID was definitely trial and error, and we got through it, and then we were still two months behind. So our first batch went from trying to make up that, that end time to get the products out to they arrived. So it was the first products went out, got to everyone's washrooms. We are on our second batch now and selling into our third. So it is a whole journey that probably, if I think back to the very first start of it, it was two and a half years ago. So it's a long journey. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I, I can imagine people would think like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, why didn't I think of that? And that's easy or something. But it looks like you worked so hard and there was a lot of hiccups along the way too. There's tons of hiccups. I mean, it's just, it's just how it goes. But there's funny things too. Like you don't think about our lights, our LED boards are custom made. So we had to test custom made LEDs, which all take us a certain amount of weeks to produce and then get them installed to figure out what brightness do we want. Because if you go too hot or too bright, you get the warmth. If you don't go bright enough, it's not bright enough. We do lashes. We like focus on very small things. We need a lot of light. And it was just an interesting journey of trial and error for which light we want to use, which LED, which um, the dimmer, do we want it to click or not click? Certain ones, it had beautiful lighting, but it caused the light when you took a photo to have streaks in it. We can't have that. <laughs> you know, we're last artists, we take pictures of our work. So that was a whole correction to get that LED and that dimmer out of the way so we have streamless light. Uh, cooking the paint, I had no idea that would be such a process to figure out you want matte black, but what shade of matte black do you want to have a blue hue or a green or gray or what color silver do you want to be highly metallic, flat metallic? Do you want it to be, it's like, whoa, I don't know. I just want to make a light. <laughs> so wow. it is a lot. Um, I've seen a kind of compare it to when you first think you're going to learn classes. You literally think you're going to show up to that two day class and you're going to be able to roll out and make these amazing full sets and make tons of money. And it's not like that. You really have to kind of take more classes, invest yourself, research, practice, practice, practice. And it's, it's just like that. Um, you have an idea and you've got to just keep practicing and going through with it and trying different things and going down different avenues and taking lots of advice from other people. And at the end, you get a really cool product. Well, uh, just on behalf of like lash artists everywhere, just thank you so much for all of the like attention that you placed in every part of it. Like it's going to just rock our world. I, I am so excited. I'm going to order and I, I really think they would look amazing because we're getting a new location and I think they would look amazing in our spot. So I don't know, whenever I saw it, I was like, holy moly, these are so cool. Yeah. Just amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, yeah, it's exactly that. I'm a lash artist. It was, this needs to move up and down and be adjustable. This needs yeah. to be able to move. There's no shadows. The halo needs to spin. We need to be able to move it out of the way so you can help your client up or have a full consultation. Or sometimes when you're doing brows, you can't have a light over someone's eyes as you're trying to get in there and perfect their brow. So it is a crazy fun amazing journey but it is amazing to see the lash industry change and evolve and have some innovation to it so another thing about a light that i have currently it's it looks slender and stuff but to get it bright you got to get it right over their eyes and i don't know how many times i've hit it like <laughs> and almost felt like i was going to drop a tweezer on their face because it knocked oh no um, another thing that I've noticed, which your light solves this problem 
is you have like that flat base so it can go mm -hmm. under the bed. Like how many times have you been lashing and you have a tripod type of base and you're scared that it's going to fall over one day because you've seen it fall over before. And oh, like every day. Yes. Um, I despise tripods. Tripods and me, we have a like pretty much a hate-hate relationship. I have small rooms. We are right down by the beach and our studio is quite small and to get the right light, you need two lights on either side prior, prior to Cosmo Glow and it would be two tripods. And no matter which way I exited my room, I was stepping over a tripod on it. The amount of times you're like, okay, I'm gonna get in my seat to do a relax, and then it's the like it almost fell, and like that mini heart attack. Exactly. So yeah, that was one of the things, no tripods. So if and you're then, a mobile artist, this isn't your best solution, <laughs> but if you're somebody that lashes in the studio, it's amazing. It's yes. right underneath your base, it's stable and no tripods. Yes. And like how silly of it, of us, like uh, just to be like, yeah, let's just buy two of these lights so that we can have the right lighting. Like that's but that's what you needed. Yeah. We had no, we no had no, we had no other choice other than to, to get two lights. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it's a great, great idea. Great invention. Um, so where are you now? So you're in the middle of, um, getting all of the pre-orders for batch three. Mm -hmm. And then what? Like, are you basically just going to do pre-orders until a certain point? No, we're starting. Um, so what happens with pre-orders is I placed an order and we sold out before they were ready to be released from the factory. So we started selling batch two, which same thing happened. Um, and they're shipping this week, but they were sold out previous. So we're selling batch three. I tripled my order for batch three. Batch one was doubled. Um, batch two, I tripled batch, two, or batch three, tripled from batch two. So I don't think we should run out. Um, also, talking to the factory, instead of doing big batches where I place these thousand piece orders, we want to go more of a flow state where they are constantly making lights for us on a weekly basis. And we'll just find which sweet spot that is. And if we need to move it up by 10 units or down by 20, that's an option. Just with it being a brand new product, when a factory takes on your product, they're, they're fully working with all of the other contracts they have. And with it being a new contract, you can't walk in and say, I have this amazing product. It's going to be the biggest thing ever. And I'm going to need so many. They're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, so here's our terms. We need 50% down and, you know, everything's done by the, the due date. How many would you like to order? And you're kind of going, oh, uh, well, let me think here. And so it was a learning process of understanding the manufacturing world. I've never placed an order with a manufacturer. And they work off numbers because everything it's crazy. I know we're used to like click a button in Amazon or go to the store and pick up a box, but this has opened my eyes to the manufacturing world so much that we take everything for granted as it's a finished product. It's beautiful. I got to watch the whole process for how lights are made. They come in a flat sheet of metal and it gets laser cut and it gets welded. It gets ran through a powder coating facility. The electronics get put in like it comes in as flat pieces of metal and comes out as my light, which is the coolest thing ever. But also when it comes to them ordering supplies and products, they need to know how many they're making to be able to place the order for the raw materials. So that's why we started with batches going, okay, let's make this amount and then let's make that amount and then let's triple it and make this amount. And moving forward, I think both parties can now see that this is gonna be an awesome product and it's gonna be something that we can keep production flowing as more of a slow state. So hopefully walking into 2021, we'll get closer to you place your order and you receive your light that week. That's so cool. 
Oh my gosh, very interesting. I didn't think about that either. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever look at a blender or a ceiling fan the same way ever again. I mean, it starts from right. raw materials. It's crazy. Wow. So eventually, like, what, where do you see this taking you? Like, where, what do you see for the future? I mean, definitely the sky's the limit. We're still in our launch phase here. We're going to be in our launch phase for batch one, two, and three. And the mm-hmm. launch phase is we love all feedback. All feedback is welcome. It is all good. We, I take every single thing that has popped up from the frustration of how to put it together, which will filming um, information videos later today. So that'll be handled. Um, to, hey, I love my light, everything about it. Just there's this little issue. I want to let you know it doesn't bother me. But if you're moving forward and want to change it, it would be a good change. We take all of those go back to the factory and have a one-on-one with, hey, here's what we think we should change for the future. And they're extremely kind of open to all of that feedback as well. So we can streamline a a greater product. At the end of the day, launching is still kind of technically prototyping. We're releasing it so we can see what we need to fix moving forward. So as far as that, when we feel stable, which hopefully walking into 2021, we will have a stable supply chain, stable ordering process, and that will allow us to go international, which I get people from all over the world all day long going, I want it in Spain or the UK, or please send it to Amsterdam. Where it's like, I want to be so bad. We're just not strong enough yet. But we will, as we work out all these small issues and pick up along the way, they're keeping us in batches. Uh, when we can iron those out and it's more of a free flow state, we'll be able to go international. That's amazing. So, Very exciting. I think it's great. And... I can't wait to try it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Very good idea. Um, so I, every person that's ever been on the show has been asked what their favorite failure was. Um, basically a time that they thought they failed and they're thankful that that happened because it brought them to where they are currently. Do you have one that comes to mind? Absolutely. Changed my life. Um, I went through a really dark period about two and a half years ago where I was lashing six days a week, 12 hours a day, fully booked, couldn't take one more client. And I went through a little depression because this is not life. I'm a pedestrian street from the, from the ocean. We, we don't even have a street between us. I can walk out and see the ocean. And I didn't see the ocean for probably seven months. You just go through this whole thing of like, what am I doing here? I didn't open a business to be locked in a room and my room has no windows. So sunny California, I'm in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't come to open a business to work this hard and I became a slave to my own business. And it was a really dark moment for me. And I just remember sometimes I was just so in it that I'd be lashing people and tears would fall down. I have to be like, oh God, my air conditioning is leaking or I make up something real quick. Oh, I'm just gonna wipe this off. Maybe it's you okay, honey. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But it was that, time you know we lash in rooms by ourselves when you have that quiet time to think and process and realize I don't want to do this anymore this is not what life is about that was definitely a turning point for me where I felt like a failure as a business owner how was I a slave to my own business you know you go into business you can have this freedom and you can have all these things that you imagine and I had none (laughs) of it and that was where I decided it's time to get employees and that was by far the best movement ever. We have an amazing team that has allowed me to exit a little bit and go work on other projects. But it was going through 
as I'm sure so many lash artists go through that, it was being a slave to my own business where I couldn't take one more client and I still wasn't happy. And learning how to get out of that, of raise your prices, set your own schedule, keep that schedule, hire a staff and a team, train them so that they can take your other clients and your business can be fully functional without you working these six days a week, 12 hours a day. Is it, it was it stressful because you were, because I, because you could also argue, like, what about your employees? Like, do they feel that way? You know, um, me as a salon owner, I'm no longer taking clientele too, but at the end of the day, I don't want them to feel like that. Um, would you say like, it was the stress of like the, doing the marketing and the emails and the scheduling and everything that went into running the business, paying the bills, and you had to be the operator. Is it all of that? Yeah, everything. I just, I felt like I was a slave to my own business, like a slave to my own success in a way. It was terrible. Um, I would never allow my employees to work as hard as I did and pull those hours. I mean, there's a beautiful thing in balance. And the balance that having employees and a staff has given me to be a better boss to them, a better um, mentor, somebody to help them through. I wish I had that but I didn't, and that's okay. But, you know, I, I look at my team, and if I can grow them and make them these beautiful, amazing, not only people, but lash artists, and understand how business works, what a brighter future they're going to have. And that allowed me to get out of that room and not be a slave to my business that was just driving me to the ground. I mean, it was, it was a, a pretty dark time. I had to get out of a room with no windows. I had to go take my lunch, lunch by the beach. Um, I, I definitely had to rearrange my life and find out which priorities I was working towards and which mm-hmm. ones I wanted to no longer be a part of. Yeah, for sure. I can, I can definitely relate to that. Whenever I stepped out of the last room, I became a way better boss and I was able to catch things within like our numbers and ways that we can improve and everyone started making more money after that for whatever reason. Exactly. I mean, I think I, I can keep a better team happy. Uh, with exactly that. Go take your lunch break. Let's plan a lunch break on Fridays so that we all go down and, and eat by the beach. Let's, oh. This is our goal for the week. This is, we love our clients. They're amazing. Let's embrace the relationships we have with our clients. And it became less about so much me, 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 me. Here, like running a business is hard, doing all the management, social media, taking notes, yes. ordering, managing uh, all the appointment requests. It was a little too much for me. Um, to take a step back and have a team was by far, I shouldn't have waited two and a half years, but it is what it is. I think I needed that dark time to go through and figure out what was, what I really wanted to get out of life. And now fast forward about two, two and a half years, I'm here, a much happier, well-balanced person. We have a Cosmo Glow coming to the lash world. We have a fully running successful lash business in Hermosa Beach. So I needed that time to figure out what wasn't working in my life. So I could change it to give me what will. That's awesome. And then now, yeah, now you're helping a bunch of lash artists around, well, so far the U.S. Um, to, uh, yeah, have an, a little bit of an easier job with lashing and taking photos of their beautiful work. And that's amazing what you've done. So, yeah, congrats on yeah on this thank you it's exciting to watch everyone's journey too we have an instagram the cosmos little light and i get messages all the time and i i have to say when i first 
launched this product, I was like, oh, we're all girls. This industry, I'm going to get beaten down. It has been nothing but encouraging. Everyone lifts each other up. Women support each other. I think that was the most refreshing, shocking thing I've seen is that the last industry is full of amazing people that really do have each other's back. We're all in this together. Let's learn, let's grow, let's get better. And I found that to be just so beautiful. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to purchase one of these lights, go to thecosmoglow.com. I hope you guys have happy holidays and I will be back very soon with the next episode.